Our readings from Matthew 7, verse 1 to 12. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way as you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measures you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to the pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, he receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your sons ask for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do for you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Great to be with you today and uh, to be joining uh, you uh, this way. Um, a few weeks ago, I uh, preached a sermon about the beginning of Jesus' ministry, and I used the word unprecedented. And um, at the time, I remember thinking, um, how much is that word even used in the uh, British vocabulary? And uh, I wasn't really sure, but I went ahead with it. Um, this week and the weeks, the days and things and recently, we have heard that word over and over and over again. It seems like we're running out of adjectives to describe the situation and the, the world finds itself in today. And uh, it's in the midst of that context that um, earlier this week we uh, saw the Archbishop of Canterbury and the Archbishop of York and uh, the Cardinal for uh, England uh, call on the nation to pray, the, uh, but not just to pray, but to prayer and to action. And, um, and so we're in the midst of that, and especially this day. Today is a day set aside for prayer and action uh, for Christians around the country. And so we invite you to, uh, to join in that. Andy and I, as we were um, beginning to look and, and think about this Sunday and how we not just, uh, well, with a lot of people, how we do service today, but, but also the message, the talk today, um, we, we were praying and, and sort of trying to discern if we change the message for today and change the passage uh, that we were on and the course that we were taking through this Lenten season of the Jesus way. And, uh, and yet in the midst of that, um, we felt like, uh, no, we would continue on because um, while the circumstances and situations of our lives change, the Jesus way doesn't change. And so we come today in this Lenten season to, to look at this passage that we've selected a, a, some time ago and want to look at that particularly in light of where we find ourselves today, um, taking a look at what it means to be open-hearted and what it means to walk and to follow in the Jesus way. 
Well, as we uh, do that today, um, I just want to begin actually by looking back uh, to uh, just the passage beginning uh, right before where we picked up this morning, where Leah just read from from Matthew 7. And look to the end of Matthew 6, verses 31 through 33. And this is what Jesus says in just prior to the passage we just read. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat and what shall we drink and what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Uh, It's pretty poignant words today. Um, Not to worry about tomorrow because each day has enough trouble of its own. We have, all of us, gone through immense change in the last few days. Uh, Things that we didn't even conceive of, haven't haven't even thought of, haven't even made plans or preparations for. We find ourselves doing life differently today. We've come probably, you're much like myself, uh, towards the uh, afternoon hours, um, turning on to see what the government has to say for the day. What it is today that's going to change uh, about tomorrow. Is there going to be financial relief and help? Is there gonna, are there going to be more restrictions? Um, what's going to be said about the NHS and health care? What's happening with our food supply and, and all of those things? We, we're living day by day, looking in a new and a fresh way to say, what does tomorrow hold? And because we have to deal with the reality of today. And it's in that framework, in these words of Jesus about living day by day and not worrying about tomorrow, that we turn now to, uh, to this passage um, in Matthew chapter 7. And uh, we begin to, uh, to look, first of all, in Matthew 7 to uh, open our hearts in a new way. This, um, this passage begins with this uh, word about judging others, that um, we, 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 ha- we fall as human beings into this trap of, of judging others in a different way than we judge ourselves. You may have found yourself this week um, watching people's behaviors in new ways, um, looking at uh, what's happening just at the, at the grocery stores and the shops and seeing how people are hoarding and doing all sorts of things. And it's easy for us in the midst of this situation to look to others and begin to judge and begin to criticize and begin to think about how that things should be done differently and how their behaviors are affecting us. But right from the beginning, Jesus uh, in this passage tells us that actually focusing on the other person is not what we need to do. First and foremost, it's about actually examining our own lives, which fits so much in this Lenten season. We're in a season of, of, of Lenten, of a time of self-reflection. And, um, and and it is in that moment, in this moment of, of all that's going on around us, that we're invited to reflect particularly about the way we see ourselves and understand ourselves. I find it amazing that Jesus' words 2,000 years ago um, would be finally captured by psychologists about 50 years ago when they began talking about something called attribution bias. 
Psychologists would uh, say that we as human beings have this natural wiring to attribute things differently when it's somebody else's behaviors versus our own behavior. What we find is that when somebody else does something, um, let's just say they cut us off in traffic and uh, they they cut in front of us, um, we immediately begin to attribute to them uh, negative characteristics and negative um, things uh, about them. We are sure that their character is 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 flawed and that they must be just not nice people. And, uh, and, And we do that in all sorts of ways in life. We attribute things to other people. And yet, uh, similarly, psychologists would tell us that we take the exact opposite view of ourselves. When we do something that uh, we know isn't very nice or isn't, doesn't seem to be appropriate, um, we have all sorts of mental things that go on that tell us that we're just fine, that it's the circumstances around us and that um, we're justified in doing the things that we're doing in the way we do them. We, we attribute things differently. We judge differently. And that judgment is a thing of the heart. It's interesting in Luke's gospel, and as he talks about this very same passage, these very same words of Jesus about saying, judge not lest you be judged. And, and it's probably time that we work on taking the plank out of our own eye instead of the speck out of our neighbors. Listen to these words that uh, Luke uh, says. He says, this, these follow immediately after the, that, that parable about, uh, or these words of Jesus, this teaching about judging. And he continues and he says, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. I think it's an opportunity for us as we find new patterns and new ways to live and do life. That this is actually an opportunity to open our hearts to Jesus in a new way. To invite him to come and examine our hearts to say lord where are the things that need to be cleaned up in my heart where are the things in my life that i have been excusing because of all sorts of situations and circumstances lord jesus where are the things that only you can come and correct Because it's out of that abundance of what goes on inside of us that then flows out of our mouth and and the things we say and the actions that we take. So the first thing about living open-heartedly is to open our hearts. Open our hearts for self-examination. Open our hearts to be changed. Open our hearts to not see ourselves as we see ourselves, but to see ourselves as God sees us. And to allow him to make a change in the inward place. The place that we can't change on our own. But he, by his grace and his mercy, can come in and change and make new. So we open our hearts to him this Lenten season. Well, Jesus moves from there and begins to say a call to prayer. 
Jesus lived an incredible life of prayer. Over and over again, we see that Jesus uh, makes time continually to, to be in prayer, withdrawing sometimes away from the crowds and alone and into places of solitude and to pray. And, and as we find ourselves isolating from one another and staying apart from one another and staying at home, what an opportunity to be a time for prayer in new ways. Particularly in these passages, Jesus tells us that we should pray in three ways. To ask, to seek, and to knock. I love these because these are uh, so, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're action words, aren't they? Ask, seek, and knock. I don't know where you are today and what the things that you may be facing in your circumstance today. You may be one of those today who is out of work where you've gotten word this week that, that work can't continue for you as it is. You might be in a situation where now you're working from home or, or maybe you're in one of those positions and one of those roles that you are needed now more than ever. And while other people are being isolated, you are now more needed on the front lines and you're finding yourself putting in more hours and more time and more energy just trying to cope and adapt with all that's happening. Maybe you're a student and you find yourself no longer able to go back to class and wondering what happens with exams and uh, A-levels and GCSEs and, and how are you going to be with friends and all of those sorts of things. And whatever those situations are today, Jesus says, pray, ask, ask your father, ask him to Come into the midst of that situation. Ask him to respond to the need that you have today. Ask him to to make himself known. Seek him. Seek him. Go after him. Don't just sort of hold back, but, but pursue and seek after God in these days, in these hours. Seek him and knock. I like that. Just knock. It's sort of, you know, I sort of, we have these images throughout scripture of, of this sort of boldness to just continue to knock and to, to, to sort of, um, yeah, just not give up, to be persistent uh, in our prayers, persistent in our seeking after God, persistent in our longing for him. And so Jesus tells us today to knock and ask for what we need. Why do we do that? Because we serve a father who gives good gifts. In the midst of all that's happening, the father heart of God has not changed. He is still the father who knows how to give good gifts. You're probably like me and uh, seeing all kinds of people uh, jump on to uh, social media and uh, all sorts of different ways for us to connect with one another. I mean, we're seeing uh, Andy step up and uh, be on video every few days to us. And it's just amazing to see that. And, and uh, I, I saw a friend of uh, mine uh, who, uh, who's in the U.S. Uh, this week, and uh, he's never really one to been, be on social media uh, much. But uh, and uh, although he serves in a church that does great sort of social media and all these things out there, this week I saw him uh, do a live uh, or a video out on social media. And I just loved his perspective, his, his question to the people in his congregation uh, this last week was, where is God at work around you? He said he was convinced 
And he knew the goodness of God. And he knew because of the goodness of God that there were already stories of God doing good things in people's lives. And so he began to invite his congregation and the, uh, to begin to, to send in their stories of how they saw God's hand at work and the goodness of God in the midst of this situation. And I think that's exactly what Jesus is telling us is that we have a father who does good things and he wants to give us good gifts. And so I wonder today, part of opening our hearts is not only just seeking after him and, uh, and knocking and asking, but it's actually believing that he wants to give good things. So I just wonder today, where are the places that you see God doing good things today? What are the good gifts that you received today? What are the good gifts you received yesterday? What are the good things that God is doing in the midst of the craziness of our world? Let's not forget to celebrate those things, to make note of those things, to rejoice in those things, because that's the God we serve. That is the one we worship and we follow after, the one who gives good gifts. So as we open our hearts to invite a new way of seeing ourselves as God sees us and, and opening our hearts to let God do some work on, uh, on the inside of us. And, and we begin to pray and to ask and to seek and to knock. Well, the result is that it changes our actions. It begins to change the way we behave. Jesus says in this passage that that behavior change is, is that we would behave towards others the way we wish others would behave towards us. It's so incredibly simple, isn't it? The golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That happens. And when that happens, we become open-hearted towards our neighbor, open-hearted to the people around us. We're beginning to already hear stories of how neighbors are checking in on neighbors. In, 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 in London, where we have so many people and yet we live isolated lives every day. Maybe you're finding yourselves connecting with neighbors in a new way. Not close, not, not, not face to face, but, but uh, I know, uh, you know, it's WhatsApp groups and it's knocking on a door and, uh, or, or ringing one another or whatever that may be. We begin to behave towards others in new ways. As part of the plea, as we look at shops and stores around and we see people that are not behaving in a way that is thinking of others. And so there is this appeal across the nation, across the globe, to just stop hoarding, to stop just thinking of ourselves, but to begin to behave in a way that we're thinking of others. We would all like to show up at the shops and find the things we need on the shelves. That only happens when we begin to treat others the way we want to be treated. The reality is that kind of behavior change only comes when we become open-hearted. When we allow Jesus to come and do a work on our lives. When, as we read from this passage before, is when we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. That all the things of life then get added to us. So wherever you find yourself today.
whatever your situation is, it's an invitation to live open-hearted. To begin to see other people in a different light. To pray in ways that we've never prayed before. And to live and treat one another the way we've never lived and treated one another before. And when we discover that, we discover a little bit more about what it is to be like Jesus and to walk in his way, the Jesus way. Let's live open-hearted today like we never have before. Amen.